0: Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today's guest won two NBA championships with the Houston Rockets. And since he retired, can be seen on the Emmy Award-winning TNT show, Inside the NBA. It's Kenny the Jet Smith. We talk about how the pandemic led to him creating the Jet Academy, an online basketball camp for kids led by current NBA and WNBA players. We also discuss his two NBA championships, the last dance about Michael Jordan, the bubble, and of course, what it's like working with Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, and Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA. This interview was recorded at the end of July. Kenny, the Jet Smith. first, welcome to the I'm So Obsessed podcast. It is, uh, I'm just so stoked to have you. Uh, I feel I have to ask the most common question we ask people these days. How are you and your family handling things during the pandemic?
1: Well, everyone's um, fortunately healthy. Uh, we're all safe. Uh, and more importantly, we're aware. So you know, we have the three things you need to be during this time.
0: Tell me about the Jet Academy basketball camp. You, you put this together during quarantine.
1: Yes. You know what? You, through, through quarantine and through social distancing, you know, I have a live basketball camp, about 700 kids with, I had to cancel. You know, a lot of players around the world and, and kids, you know, I said, why should their development stop, though? So I created the first virtual live streaming basketball academy and it's just academy sports academy. And the first thing we're rolling out is basketball. You know, we have three NBA All-Stars with Kemba Walker, four-time All Star, Trey Young All NBA All Star, Victor Oladipo, two-time All Star, then we have the WNBA MVP Brianna Stewart, and Brittany Greiner, WNBA All Star. And what the differentiator is, we're live. We're able to talk live to you. We you can interact with us. Uh, it works on any device, anywhere. All you need is cell service and or uh, Wi Fi. You could do it in your garage. You could do it in the park. You could do it in a gym. And um, again, what differentiates it is the fact that you're able to ask questions while it's going on. You're able to upload videos. We 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 uh, critiqued about 170 videos last night. We have kids from Taiwan. We have kids from Australia. We have kids from Nevada, Las Vegas, North Carolina, Florida, all over the world. And in, and you know this is our opening week. We signed up over 3,000 kids in in less than a week. It's it's something that's needed.
0: Well, as I say, and go back to maybe the, the the root of that a little bit, too. It's like, how does it feel to be giving back to kids, helping young people train and 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 find their skills in the sport? I'm excited. I think that
1: this is, you know, a unique opportunity because you're working side by side with Kimball Walker. You're doing his drills with Brittany Griner, with, you know, Brianna Stewart, with Trey Young. Like you're doing the drills that they do side by side interacting with them. It's a unique experience that I w- I'm even I- impressed by because I didn't think it would be that engaging. And the fact that you see a question and you could stop and slow the drill down when you see the same question being asked multiple times and you could actually inform kids. So it's a different experience.
0: Uh, sounds tremendous. Uh, and how long have you, like, because this must have been a quick way to put all this together. How did you facilitate getting this put together so quickly?
1: We were really engaged in making sure the technology is really right. Uh, we have a lot of backend, you know, streaming processes that, you know, we use uh, for the um, concert series. Uh, they use that Coachella, uh, you know. So this is not like a, for no, with with lack of better, it's not a Zoom meeting. This is a <laughs> Zoom meeting. we have four cameras there where the players are. You have two or three cameras where I am. You're getting different angles at the same time. Think of it as a one hour, one and a half hour television show. Uh, That's what it is, but it's live.
0: That sounds really amazing. And I'm wondering too, like, as, I mean, I can't help but think about during pandemic time being people in their home, especially in the U.S. here. It must just be nice to get back to talking about basketball and having people play basketball too, right?
1: Yeah, I I think overall... You know, again, to, this is more for the development of these kids, to get an opportunity to develop, to continue their skill set uh, during this time. You know, we, we, we have a question and answer in sessions. That's how I know where all the kids are from. We bring them on live into it in a video live chat uh, with us. So they have an opportunity to ask questions from all over. Like I said, we have kids from El Salvador, Mexico. We had kids from today, we were doing from Australia, from Taiwan, from Las Vegas, from North Carolina. And from Florida today, those were the four or five kids that we interviewed today. I don't know a community of like-minded kids around the world like that. That is a unique opportunity. We're excited about the continuation of it, uh, and it's just going to grow bigger and bigger. Again, at JetAcademyCamp.com, kids can sign up. Parents, they're looking for something to do for your kids. This is it. They can <laughs> instead of being on the computer, they're active. They're active on a computer. It's interactive. It's side by side. JetAcademyCamp.com.
0: Kenny, you are just amazing. I mean, I'm just smiling like like ear to ear right now. It just sounds amazing. And I can think about like four or five friends who, whose kids probably should sign up for this too. <laughs> Obviously, you guys are starting this out right now, but let's just say things do return back to normal. Is this something you think you'd be able to continue?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. That's something that you continue because even when I have my camp in North Carolina, typically most kids come from North Carolina, South Carolina, East Coast. I'll get sprinkles from, you know, around the country. But now I have 300 kids from New York, 500 kids from Florida, 70 kids from out the country. Like I never am able to experience that and they aren't able to experience. So this is something that we will continue a streaming version of the camp even when I'm on location like I am now. So jetacademycamp.com, sign up, it's forever. This is not going away.
0: Uh, I love it, I love it. So the other thing happening this week is we have the NBA kind of starting back up. Uh, they're doing scrimmages. And then I think next week is when we actually get some games again. It's uh, kind of nicknamed the bubble because it's all taking place at Disney World. I'm wondering, are you like you looking forward to this? What do you think is going to come out of this? Well, you know, the,
1: the uh, games have started in scrimmages. So we've got an opportunity to see it. And it does look like, you know, competitive basketball is back. You know, it is a little bit different not to have the 20,000 screaming fans, but the intensity of the games I don't think will change. And this is all about winning a championship, and I don't think these guys are taking that lightly.
0: Well, I I think for a lot of people, one of the best parts of the season is playoffs, and we're just basically, aside from the seeding games, we're basically going to jump right into that, which is pretty exciting. I'm wondering, too, like— Have you wondered exactly if you were playing basketball, how that would be to be like isolated from your family and to be in a hotel at Disney for, for weeks on end?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I think that any great person you hear about great composers of music, you hear about great rappers or singers, you hear about tech people that, you know, Bill Gates and all of these stories, they've all been in a bubble. Like they've all kind of said, I'm going home, I'm working I'm locking myself in and I'm going to focus on my task. And I think we've all done that as a basketball player as well uh, at some point in your life. So this is not unusual. The unusual part, typically when you become one of the best 350 in the world, you have not done this bubble during the season. You do it it by yourself. So now you're just doing this bubble in the season, which is probably the most unusual part of it.
0: But I'm also wondering, some players and fans um, leading up to this kind of voice concerns about whether it was good to start up the season, not only because of COVID-19, but a lot of the social justice issues and Black Lives Matter protests happening this summer. Do you think the NBA is doing the right thing, starting it back up? And are they finding a a good balance with those issues as well as the gameplay for players and fans?
1: Well, I think it's important that we do do find a way. I, I do understand what the players were talking about hey, we shouldn't possibly start up. It made 100% sense. I think Kyrie Irving was one of the first to say it. It Makes 100% sense. I don't think these social issues started with any celebrity or any sports figure. I don't think that they could distract it. They could enhance it, but I don't think they could distract it. These things, these issues are too big and they're so needed to be heard. So I don't think that anyone can stop this movement. I don't think any distraction or any game can make it stop.
0: No, it's very powerful because in the one sense, just having go on is also uh, an example of the movement, you know, I guess the other, another interesting thing happening with these games is from a tech perspective that players are wearing these smart rings. Obviously we're seeing that, we're into this stuff that can detect temperature. Have you heard about this? um, The aura ring at all?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. um, So I'm wondering like, as far as like a regular season and you're playing not in COVID times, you're, obviously you obviously have doctors, you have trainers, you have people looking after you, medical assistants, and then to take that to another level, where you're constantly wearing a ring, monitoring your heart rate and temperature fluctuations. What that must be like?
1: Well, I mean, if, if anyone who's wore a wedding ring, it's not different. I mean, it's, <laughs> really, it's really not different. It fits like it. It looks like it. It actually looks exactly like a wedding ring. Fits like it. So I think those are things that are not uncomfortable. I think the most unique thing was again being in a bubble with your teammates. Again, you talked about, you know, the Rolling Stones playing in a, in, a, in a local club, but you think about the Rolling Stones, about how they were in garages and all of, you know, for months at a time rehearsing with no one there. They've done mm-hmm. that. Everyone has done this that's great at something. So this
0: is not unique in that sense. What do you think's gonna happen when we start back up?
1: Well, I think the, the veteran teams, the Lakers, the Clippers and the Bucks who were leading the way are still gonna be great. But I think the gap is closed for the teams who were younger, because typically younger teams lose because of inexperience, meaning they don't know how to go on the road in a game six with the anxiety, the hostile environment and play well. Now that doesn't exist. There's no hostile environment. So I think that the gap closed up for those teams who are less experienced.
0: And then I'm also thinking, too, as far as inside the NBA, obviously, and you guys are going to be resuming kind of broadcast around that, too. Are you guys there or will you guys be doing that remotely?
1: Well, initially, we're going to be in Atlanta. There are certain of our members that will be in the bubble. But our studio show typically in the playoffs is our studio show in Atlanta. So I think that will be familiar. We'll be there. And then they haven't decided they're going to try to, uh, you know, get us to go inside of the bubble. Uh, but you know, those are the kind of, you know, things that are being worked out, but our show will look very similar than what it, what it has over the years.
0: Excellent. And I have to say like, um, not only a big fan of you as a player, but a huge fan of you guys on inside the NBA. I know you get this a lot that it looks like the most fun job ever. There's obviously you and Shaquille O'Neal, Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley. But I think what a lot of people are attracted to is the chemistry between the four of you guys. Do you miss being in person with those guys?
1: Well, that's why we'll be going to the studio next week and we'll be in person. We they have a social studio that's, you know, being built. And, um, you, know, we, we, you know, we'll we you know be there, you know, kind of getting it done. So we will be together again. The band will be <laughs> back together
0: again. The, uh, the show has won, I think, nine Emmys. Is that correct? Uh, we lost count after five. <laughs> oh, yes, as you do, as you do. Um, I think, obviously, a lot of fans, we like it when the show gets silly. And it can be so funny sometimes. If you go on YouTube, there are just endless compilations of funny moments. Are there any particular ones that stand out for you?
1: I think every day there's something that's unique, <laughs> you know, from a Christmas tree falling on Shaq to me being <laughs> yeah. simulated run over by a car, from you know, Charles <laughs> kissing a donkey. You know, it, 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 every, every show we have different moments that are just unbelievably unique to basketball. You know, uh, we we used to be a um, what I call a, a basketball show. And now we're a, a great basketball show. And now we're a great TV show.
0: I think that's fair to say. Obviously, since I'm seen that, I'm curious out of the four of you, who's the most tech savvy?
1: I probably have the most awareness of tech, but I'd probably say usage rate would be Shaq. And Charles doesn't even have, he just learned how to go online like two years ago. <laughs> I mean, familiar, right? So he no, me, he is the far and uh, in, and in, and in fewest between us. I'm probably the most aware, but Shaq is the most savvy in terms of usage.
0: And you just you mentioned how the show went from being a basketball show to just being uh, evolving over the years into an entertaining show. I'm wondering how has the dynamic changed between the four of you over that time?
1: Um, I don't think it's changed. I think it just evolves. We get better at you know working together. We get better um, understanding the differences between us. And all of those things, you know, help you become a better television show and a better basketball show.
0: Okay, so Kenny, the name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. I'm wondering, what are you currently obsessed with?
1: Uh, I'm so obsessed with live streaming, Uh, and how that works because of Jet Academy. And then now I'm so obsessed with finding ways to be at home but create unique experiences with inside my home. So I've rented jumpy houses. I've rented the blow-up movie theaters. I've learned to paint different rooms in a house better. Like, I'm obsessed with doing unique things with inside my home because of quarantine.
0: Hey, so it's been... um almost 25 years kind of very uh, well almost maybe more than 25 years uh, since you won your last NBA championship and i'm wondering as you think back to that time what does that time mean to you now
1: it feels like yesterday it feels like yesterday there's a you know there's a uniqueness of winning a championship and there's a and there's a confidence that comes with the mindset of a champion and uh, that never leaves you and so it feels like yesterday
0: and then obviously 2020 has been a hell of a year for everybody, uh, especially basketball. Uh, we lost Kobe in January, the the shutdown of the season. Um, in April, we got a little gift in the form of the documentary series The Last Dance about Michael Jordan, the Bulls. And now that it's on Netflix, even more people are going to have a chance to see this. I'm wondering, when you first watched it, what was your initial reaction to the series?
1: I was excited because, you know, you know I, I know obviously I played college basketball at North Carolina with Michael, but the one thing that you, we got to see the mindset that he had, and I was surprised how candid he was uh, about his mindset. That was, it was fun to watch and it brought back great memories of that era.
0: One thing that stood out to me was how much players drank. I mean, is that, was that a thing really?
1: Well, I, I think that if you probably, you're seeing the highlights also. We're watching <laughs> the highlights of, of a documentary over, over an eight year span. So I'm sure they had nights where they had, <laughs> had fun. But, uh, you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. we're going to put the, the, the amount of um, the shock value in a, in a series. So we're watching over six episodes what's happened over eight years.
0: <laughs> you mentioned like uh, that you and Jordan both attended UNC. Um, when you think back on that time with Smith, like what stands out to you?
1: I think what more st- stands out to me than anything is playing the understanding of greatness and how Coach Smith was great. Uh, And his ability to really understand social issues, economic issues, and all the plights that come with that. Like, he would be so great in today's era of understanding, you know, he's, you know, know, he's one of, he is the first, uh, he brought the first African-American player to the University of North Carolina. He stood with certain civil rights movements when it wasn't popular in North Carolina to do that. So his, it, was, it was almost an out-of-body experience playing for such a great man like that and his, his understanding of culture, of life, and, and background.
0: And, and as you are in, like, you know, well into, I wouldn't say a second career, but with broadcasting as a sports analyst, are there still things that you think back on from Coach Smith or Dean Smith that influence you today?
1: Every day. I mean, you know, every day that I – there are things that I think about. There sayings. We used to have sayings of the day like some time, You know, my son is like, well, he shouldn't be doing that. And one of our quotes was, "Never judge a man unless you've walked in his moccasins for at least two moves." I still remember things like that because (laughs) if you didn't remember those quotes, you had to run. So those (laughs) quotes that just come out of my head, based off of what we had at North Carolina, and uh, it was just great—the greatness of his thought process of life, not just basketball.
0: Absolutely. And now your son plays, goes and plays for UNC currently. Is that right?
1: Yes, he's a, he's a senior
0: this year. Senior this year. And then what does that mean to you? Because, I, I mean, there's got to be like a circular kind of like history to all this.
1: Well, I, I mean, his, this North Carolina is different because they have more access to certain things. More, There's more um, emphasis, social media, everything. It's a little different, but it's very, it's very warming when he goes, hey, I'm going to go to my favorite restaurant. And he's, uh, I'm like, that was mine. <laughs> so, so it's kind of fun to hear things like that. You know, the dorms that he stays at are very right next to the ones I stayed at. So those are kind of things that are
0: fun. I heard you say in another interview that you know someone's a great player when they change the rules because of them. I don't know if you can explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you become generational. You know, you think of the older. Kareem, you hear about the stories Kareem and Will Chamberlain. Well, the lane was widened because of those two guys. The reason why you can't, you couldn't, they they had, they had rules you couldn't dunk. Because they were so great. Michael Jordan, they changed changed the rule to uh, uh, an illegal offense rule. And they allowed zone defenses to be played because he was so great. That's when you know the sign of when you're generational, when you're able to do that.
0: are currently just thriving. You have the Jet Academy. You obviously have inside the NBA. What's something you haven't done yet? Maybe it's tied to basketball. Maybe it's not that you want to do.
1: Wow. I don't know if there's anything that I don't want to do that I'm not pursuing. You know, I love JetAcademyCamp.com. Like I said, kids can go on, sign up at JetAcademyCamp.com and you get a a personal virtual experience with myself and great players. That's something I wanted to do uh, because I, I always loved the game. Anything in basketball, if I want to do it, I pursue it. Anything in life now, I put myself in a position to pursue it. Uh, so now when my thoughts come about, I'm just blessed that I'm able to actually pursue the things that I want. I think that there's been times in my life that, that I, I wasn't able to do that. But at this particular time, it's it's an unbelievable experience to say, hey, I can pursue the things that I want.
0: Why do you think this time allows you to do that? Is, what, what's changing uh, for you for that? experience,
1: dedication and influence and an actual like history of what I've done. So what I've done allows me to do it. People believe that I can actually accomplish those things or try to accomplish. So they give me those opportunities based on that experience and history and influence.
0: There's a thing we do called Pick One, and I give you a couple examples, and you pick one. It doesn't mean it's better than the other one. You could talk it out, uh, but I'd like to play Pick One with you if that's okay. Okay, cool. All right, the first one, this, okay, I'm starting off the hard one. I'll admit this. The 94 NBA championship or the 95 NBA championship?
1: I would say, you know what, I'm going to win on this question easily. I'm going to (laughs) say 95, because that means we went back-to-back, so 94 already happened. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and it's oh. hard
1: to go back to back
0: it is hard to go back to back is there a momentum though that comes off of winning the championship that like spills into that next season yes it's hard
1: it's hard because you know guys typically you know when you go back to back you know you walk into a regular season game as a champion they have a different energy to play against you that they didn't have prior
0: alright the next one uh, playing basketball or being a host and sports analyst
1: oh no hooping because without hooping, you're not going to become a sports analyst the way I am. So um, the hooping, and there's nothing like playing. Being an NBA champion and playing, and where what other job do you walk out? You know, you come into your workplace and twenty thousand people will cheer that you're there.
0: <laughs> uh, that just never happened to me. I mean, I did theater, but nothing like that. Uh, no. Well, and then I also wonder: was there a time where you're like, "Yeah, this is going into broadcast is something that is interesting to me"? Like, when did that dawn on you?
1: I would say right out of uh, my first year when I was married, my wife at the time was a uh, news reporter in in Arkansas. And I used to critique, she used to say, critique me. And so I used to critique her uh, show. And then she was like, you could do this if you really wanted to. You, you, you're understanding what it is. And that's how I became interested in it.
0: <laughs> do you remember the first thing you recorded on TV like that?
1: Well, it wasn't TV. You know, I went radio, did some radio. And then, um, you know, locally in Houston, I did some radio, and then that's how it kind of transmitted into television in Houston. Uh, one of the stations, the ABC station, asked me to do a couple of segments, and it started from there. All
0: right, I got a couple more here. So who is right more often on Inside the NBA, Shaq or Barkley? Kenny. <laughs> yeah, that's the right answer. They don't have right answers, but that is the right answer. But It does seem like you guys all have, like, Barkley has some very ridiculous things he says. Uh you know, is kind of like almost like a stage manager. It seems like you're in a weird way like a representative of the audience. Uh does that ever dawn on you the roles that you guys have within that that foursome?
1: Well, it, and this is our roles normal. I think our interaction is very authentic. You will see the same. If you saw us in the airport, you saw us in the green room, saw us in a hotel, it would look very similar to our show and you'd be like Man, nothing really changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this last one's probably the most important question. It's not really. But uh, you went to UNC. I went to University of South Carolina. So pick one, North Carolina vinegar-based barbecue or South Carolina mustard-based barbecue?
1: Now that I don't eat meat is now. <laughs> I would say North Carolina barbecue would have it. I would, I would say slightly. It's slight edge because I, I used to spend my summers in South Carolina Growing up, because my, my grandma and my mom and dad are from there. So uh, it, it's it's a slight, slight edge. I was in a little town called St. George, South Carolina. So, uh, and actually, that's where I, my first basketball camp was South, St. George, South really? Carolina. That's when I first did a basketball camp. So the JetAcademyCamp.com was born out of South Carolina. So uh, we're right there.
0: And I have to say, when I went to go record this, we've recorded a lot of these podcasts. I've never had so many people who wanted to, quote unquote, listen in as I talk to the Jet. So, Kenny, thank you for taking time to talk with CNET today. Man, appreciate you having me. I want to thank Kenny for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. You can find out more information about the Jet Academy on the website jetacademy.com. If you enjoyed this interview, take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like this episode, please rate it. Until next week, take care.